This is episode number 111 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and fearlesspresentations.com. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you create fantastic presentations, reduce public speaking fear, and really become the type of presenter that you really want to be. Uh, this is episode number 111. And on this episode, we're going to cover something that um, it's, it's kind of interesting because we've done over 100 podcast episodes I've, I've designed, you know, dozens of different mini courses and done all kinds of coaching. This is a topic that I don't think I've ever covered as a standalone topic. It's one of the things that we cover a lot when people are coming to our fearless presentations classes, but not as a, a standalone topic. And it's weird because it really, really is important when in the, um, the process of presenting, it's setting up your room. If you have your room set up improperly, it can cause a few challenges. It can actually make presenting more challenging for you. Uh, and if you set up your room in in some of the suggested ways that I'll give you on the podcast, I think it will, will actually reduce your nervousness, help you deliver your presentation more effectively. Um, the podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations and fearlesspresentations.com. I, I, you know, I talk every week about the Fearless Presentations program. And, and I, you know, sometimes I kind of forget that we have new people coming in all the time and they're like, what the heck is this? What is the Fearless Presentations program? And just kind of as a really quick overview, a really quick update, um, what we do in Fearless Presentations is we started out, I started out anyway, 20 years ago, teaching public speaking classes. And I got really good at it. I mean, we, I was doing, I still am still, we do um, public speaking classes for like over 400 of the fortune 500 companies in the world. Um, in addition to that, we work with, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of small businesses every year, helping people get better at speaking in front of a group. We come in and do public classes for, for the general public. And we also do a ton of presentation skills classes for for companies as well. And um, the reason why, or what really sets us apart, the thing that really makes us different from other folks that go out and do public speaking training is that what we've done is over the last 20 years, we've honed down the concept or the, the art of speaking in front of a group to just the core principles that work every single time. So um, depending on the type of presentation that you're delivering, we can help coach you through that process so that you can you can basically blow the doors off of your competition um, when you're when you stand up to present. And we do it in a really, really fast way. Now, like I said, we started out doing public speaking training 20 plus years or so ago. And as technology has improved, now we've we've created so much more. Now, when folks come to just one of our fearless presentations classes, they get access to all of our online training. So basically everything we've done over the last 20 years, 
that's on on video and digital. Um, you get access to, to that. We also do a weekly webinar where every week we cover a new topic that helps you strengthen your skill in public speaking. So it's not just coming to a two-day class like a lot of our competitors do and, and, and then just kind of throw you to the wolves and say, here, go out and use this. Basically, you get a whole year's worth of coaching. Um, so if you, if you have a, a nervousness when you stand up and speak or if you want to just get better as a speaker, if you want to become a professional speaker, if either, if any of those things are things that are on your agenda for the next year, then make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com and look at our upcoming class schedule. Um, just as a, a quick little overview, let me kind of get to the list here. We've got a list of classes coming up. Uh, looks like we got classes coming up in Washington, D.C., Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Portland, Minneapolis, Phoenix, San Antonio, Indianapolis, Charlotte, uh, New York, Atlanta, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Raleigh, Durham, uh, Chicago again, Los Angeles. So, I mean, we got classes. We, we, there's 30 different cities that we teach these things in. So if you just go to fearlesspresentations.com, look for the upcoming schedule and um, and register for one of those classes. We'd love to have you as as um, in one of the programs and, and help you get to that higher level of achievement in public speaking. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So the, the title of the session today is Proper Room Setup for Your Presentation can really help you present better. And that is really, really true. It, it's one of the things that it, it's funny because it's, it's one of the first things that I teach my instructors when I'm, when I'm training a new fearless presentations instructor or training them to do some of our leadership programs. I, I, that's one of the first things I, I teach them to do is, is set up the room so that you're setting yourself up for success. And it's funny, and we, we cover these, you know, the, the little tips that I'm going to cover in the, the podcast a little bit in the, the actual fearless presentations class, but we don't really go into this depth. I'll kind of show you and tell you why um, I, I kind of, teach the things that I do when I'm when I'm coaching people on this but just to kind of where this where the concept came from or or why I thought man this might be a good thing to cover um in in um in this podcast I was this week I was looking back over the 100 plus blog posts and podcast episodes that that I've released in the last couple of years and and one of the things that really hit me was that this this is a very important part of the presentation that I've I've just kind of totally overlooked you know in fact it's one of the first things that I train these instructors to do when I when I'm when I'm teaching them to teach a class and and it's basically the room setup so proper room setup for a presentation can actually improve your performance in front of a group. Now the downside is true as well. Improper room setup can actually make your nervous make you more nervous and make delivering the presentation even more difficult. So basically on this podcast I'm going to cover a few of what I call our best practices anyway that I've figured out over the last 20 years or so. Um, so uh, pr best practice number one is that you want to present from the short side of the room. <laughs> And if you if you were on the the podcast last week, or if you if you read the blog post from from last week, I kind of very um re, very um quickly covered a presentation that I did last month where the room was just set up in uh, on the long side. And if you want to go back, you can kind of listen to that and uh, and, and get the the full kind of gist of what I was talking about there. But but basically, um, this sounds pretty basic, but you'd be shocked at 
if you knew the number of times that presenters violate this tip. And and by the way, I think this occurs because people um, get presentation rooms or, or the rooms that you're presenting in confused with like media rooms, like a movie theater. You know, for instance, if I go into a movie theater, I want to I want to have the screen take up the, the whole wall. You know, because I came to see the movie. However, if I'm if I'm there to hear a presenter, the bigger the wall is behind the speaker, the smaller the speaker actually will appear. So it's not necessarily the same. It's it's not. It's not the same kind of setup that you would have in a in a media room or a, a movie theater or something like that. Um, so um, the uh, and, and and again, like I said, the, the, I kind of told you a little about a little bit about this on the eye contact podcast that I did. The analogy that I used on that podcast was that if, if you think of yourself, if you're if you're presenting from the 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 long side of the room, if you if you're if you um, were sitting in a movie theater and the movie theater only had like three rows of seats. That's kind of like what it is when you when you're presenting from the long side in a in a presentation. If you if you happen to be on either end of the of the the long of the room anyway, either side of the room on the on the far ends, and your view isn't really great. So, and if you're the speaker, by the way, it's even worse. It's difficult for you to keep eye contact with people uh, on uh, when they're on either side of the room. So so just to kind of um, paint the picture of what I mean by the long and short side of the room. I mean, if you have a rectangular room, there are going to be two two sides or two walls that are fairly short or that are shorter than the two long walls. And if you happen to be presenting from the the short wall, which is where I suggest that you do, um, if you're if you're standing up, then it's real easy for you to make eye contact with the whole room. It's real easy for you to see everybody in there. And it's also real easy for you to use your visual aids effectively. If you're on the long side, it's a it's a big, you know, if you want to go and make a connection with the folks that are on the left side of the room, then you have to walk all the way over to the left. And now the people on the right side of the room, you're looking at to the back of your or the side of your ear and that kind of thing. So it's just weird. It's just a weird kind of setup. And, and it's a it's a big mistake that a lot of people will make when um when they're when they're setting up their rooms because they're, like I said they're getting it confused with a with a media room. So that's that's tip number 1 is is present from the the short side, the short wall versus the the long wall. So tip number 2 is you want to make yourself the center of attention not the visual aid. And this kind of goes along with what I was just talking about on the on the the big side of the the big wall, um the movie theater, you know, the screen is the the um the attraction. But um what tends to happen though is because of this people will often put their visual aid the screens their projector screens right in the center of the project of the presentation wall so when you when you do this you're basically saying that your visual aid is more important than what the heck you're saying so instead what you really want to do is set your presentation screen off to the side and this will allow the it's going to allow you to really present from from the center of the room and and it's also going to be easier to to be the center of attention so when presenters violate this this room setup tip it can cause some major problems with delivery you know for instance the the speaker will often move to the the side of the room and and look at the visual aid basically look at the screen as he or she is speaking 
Then obviously, if you do this, if you move off to the side and you look at your screen, then the audience is going to look at the screen as well. Now the now the visual aid has has become the center of attention. And what's weird though is that because now nobody's really paying attention to the speaker, the sp speaker oftentimes will kind of move behind the audience and and then just continue to speak. So instead of you know um, creating an interesting dialogue between the, the speaker and the audience, the, the presentation kind of becomes a monologue where the, the speaker is just reading for the, the audience. It doesn't really work. So this room setup can can lead to, you know, the click talk, click talk, click talk method of delivery. And, and that's just really, really boring. So so move your screen off to the side. Um, in my in my presentations, a lot of times I'm presenting from a boardroom, which I'll give you a few tips on a little later. But when I do that, I move my my um, my screen over if I can anyway. I move it over to one of the corners, and then that way, when I'm using a visual aid, I'll just kind of walk over and call attention to that visual aid. Makes it a whole lot easier. So, tip number three on room setup is you want to get rid of the lectern. Now, many presenters like to stand behind a lectern and they put their their notes in front of them. And by the way, just so you know, just kind of as an aside, people often mistakenly mistakenly call the lectern a podium. The podium is actually the the raised platform that a speaker stands on. You know, the little the little mini stage. Um, so that, I mean, that's what folks when they say come up to the podium, that's what they're talking about. So a lot of times, folks will actually confuse that. The lectern is that that big block of wood that that folks kind of stand behind. It's it's typically twice the size of a human being and and about you know four and a half feet tall, something like that, five feet tall. The, and a lot of times they'll just kind of set their their notes on it, and they use it as a as a barrier between them and the and the audience. And this can really be bad, by the way. And really, it's bad on two counts. First, that barrier that's between you and the audience is is um, interfering with your connection with the audience. And then second. When you refer to your notes, you're actually going to lose even more of that connection with your audience because now you're losing that eye contact that we talked about last week. So if you feel like you need to have notes to deliver your presentation, uh, make sure you go back and listen to How to Memorize Your Speech. It's one of the podcasts that we did a while back. Um, really effective at helping you be able to deliver your entire presentation without notes. That is a huge, huge, huge benefit to, to speakers. Um, it gives a number of tips to, that will help you kind of deliver that entire speech. Don't need notes. So that will help a lot. And just so you know, standing behind a lectern, that's that's a technique that presenters will sometimes use to feel more comfortable. But in reality, it often makes the person who's doing it more nervous. So anytime that we feel threatened by anything, really, but especially if we feel threatened by by an audience, we, we want to put something between us and that potential threat. And in, in martial arts, um, students are taught to put their hands and their fists, you know, their fists between between themselves and that and that potential threat. For presenters, we just put the lectern between us and the threat. <laughs> so, and a, and a good example, by the way, of how the demeanor of a presentation changes with a lectern is if you think about a um, a, a, a a political debate that you've seen on TV when when candidates um, feel like they have an advantage connecting with the voter on a personal level level they almost always favor one of those quote unquote town hall style debates where they're where they're on a a, um, a stool with just a microphone um, by the way just just so you know audiences love that part too I mean that's the, the, those typical the, typically those types of debates are, are done in a whole lot more effective way so 
So just kind of keep that in mind. The um, the if you if you have more of a town hall style presentation, it's going to be a whole lot more effective for you than if you're um, than if you're standing behind a lectern and being stodgy, stodgy and that kind of thing. So so just be very careful about the lectern. Get rid of it. So tip number four is you want to place your a whiteboard or the flip chart, any type of of spontaneous visual writing instrument anyway, you want to put it on the proper side when you set your room up for for your presentation. So if you're going to write on a flip chart or a whiteboard, you want to place it to the side of you that is opposite of your writing hand. So for instance, I'm left-handed. So as a result, I'm going to, I will place my whiteboard to the right side. And I do this, by the way, so that if I when I when I write on it, I'm, I don't have to turn my back to the audience. And and by the way, if I forget, <laughs> which sometimes I do, you know, sometimes I'm kind of in a hurry and I forget to place the whiteboard or the flip chart on the correct side. If I forget to do that, then a lot of times I'll have to cross over in front of the board and then stand on the opposite side in order to to write. And it makes for an awkward transition in, in the speech. And you really want to avoid that. So that's tip number four. So tip number five is one of those that's been passed down to me by some of the best presenters, the best best teachers anyway, that, that I've had. And it's what they call the Chevron style of room setup. And, I, and I'll give you kind of the background story on this. My, my very first professional speaking coach was a big believer in this quote unquote Chevron style. It was the, it, it's, it's the, it's a room setup. Um, and by the way, she had really good reason to, to believe that. Um, so if you're looking for a, a way to set your room up, um, so it's, it's, if you're looking for a way to, to set it up where the, the speaker has the absolute best connection with the audience, then this setup is absolutely perfect for that. It, this works best if you're using the uh, six foot by one foot classroom tables. If you if you ever go to if you ever speak at hotels, um, that's kind of the standard classroom table. But you know if you're if you're at your office, a lot of times it's a six foot by whatever it is, two and a half feet, that kind of thing, uh, which is fine. That that works as well. But um, but the six foot by one foot type table works works absolutely best for this one. Um, but any type of table will work though. So basically what you do to kind of set your room up in a Chevron style is um, you, you, you put your rows of six foot tables straight across, across, just like what most people do. But most of the time when folks are setting up, a, especially a classroom, they just put the, the table straight across and they don't really leave uh, an aisle. An aisle in the middle is one of my favorite things to do because it allows me as the presenter to kind of walk out into the, the, the audience a little bit. It makes it a little bit easier for me to do that. So, so basically you put, put a, I would say about a, because uh, I know a lot of you are listening to this. If you if you're not, it, it, by the way, if you want to see diagrams of this, just go to the go to fearlesspresentations.com. Look up how to set up a, a a room or set up a room for a presentation in the in the search bar, and uh, and you'll be able to see the diagrams that we created for this. But basically, if, if you're putting maybe, uh, I would say the 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 aisle in the middle should be about six feet, depending on the size of the room, but about six foot in in the middle, so you have some space. And 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 again, you're putting those tables kind of straight across. But then what you do is you move the edge of the table that is closest to the aisle back about three feet. So it basically makes it to where the tables are now angled toward the center front. 
And uh, and if you do that with each one of the rows and kind of keep them in order, it, it, another one, it makes a, the room look really cool when you walk in. It, it kind of the room kind of looks like a like a feather, I guess, like a like the um, like an arrow, like the end of the arrow kind of thing. But it, it it creates these little slight V's is basically what the way that the room will kind of look when you when your when your audience kind of walks in. But when you set up your your room for a presentation this way, then you're creating a, a kind of a staging area for you to present from. So basically, you can walk into your aisle and be closer to the audience. And when you do, the folks that are in the audience, they, especially the people that are on the front row, they're not cranking their neck to to see you. They're 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 looking directly at you. So I mean, this is really one of the best ways that I've ever found to to set up your room. It makes it to where you've got a little bit more space. You can use the space in your room a whole lot more effective than um, other types of room setups that I've that I've seen. So so I would encourage you to to use that. Now, if you happen to be presenting in a boardroom. Room, then a lot of the tips that I've given will still work. You know, obviously the table thing is not, isn't going to really work if you're in a boardroom. It's got a big boardroom table that's not going to move, but most of them are, are going to work pretty well. Uh, but let me give you just a, a few fine tuning things that you can use if you're presenting in a boardroom. So um, you still want to present from the short side of the room. Uh, it's weird. I've seen people do this where they, they, um, they, Put their screen or their projector on the long side of the boardroom table, which means that now you can only use half of it because if there if there are people sitting on the side of the the boardroom table that has the screen on it, they would have they have to turn their chairs around. A lot of times, there's not enough room, so it's it's weird. I I can't imagine why anybody would want to set their room up that way, but I people do. I, I it's weird, but they they do it. So you still want to set your your room up on the the short side. We put your screen up on the the short side. And I usually like I said earlier, I'll I'll put my screen off to the uh, in one of the corners if I can. A lot of the I know a lot of the rooms that we're presenting in now, they've got screens that drop down or um nowadays when I'm going in going in to present to um to companies or or boardrooms at at within big companies and that kind of thing. A lot of times now the screens are digital, so they're they're the big uh, the big digital TV sets, and um, a lot of times you can't move those. But that's okay. I mean, and and if so, I mean these are kind of best practices. So you, if you are able to move the projector screen around, then then that's a big help. If not, you know it's it's not a it's not a killer anyway. Um, but one of the things that I I do, and I still do this a lot, even though I'm doing it less and less because now we're we're doing more of the presentations on on TV screens. But I, one of the things that I used to do a lot is I would bring my projector and I would set the projector up on the, the boardroom table and then use my flip chart or whiteboard as my, as my screen, which is really cool because it, it fits the size of the room more appropriately. So instead of having this huge, you know, seven or eight or nine foot or 10 foot screen, for a, a boardroom table that's only ten foot long or whatever, you know, um, the 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 whiteboard creates a a, a better size for, for the room, and also it makes it easier for me to move it around because if it's if it's a tripod screen, it's kind of hard to move around if I need to. Um, but the really cool thing about it is that you can write on it. So if you're presenting on a whiteboard or a flip chart, you can actually write and add additional you know, visual aids, you know, spontaneous visual aids to what you have on your, your slideshow and that kind of thing. So I, I do that a lot still. Um, even though, like I said, it's less and less now because of the, because now everything is kind of going more digital as far as the, the 
not there's not as many projection screens now. It's more TVs when we when we present. But the the biggest suggestion that I can make about presenting in a boardroom though is to stand up when you speak. If if everyone is seated in the boardroom, including you, when you start your presentation, just stand up to call attention to your visual aid. You know, if you if you've got a screen in the room that you're presenting to or a TV, just ever just somewhere along the way in your presentation, just kind of stand up and then just go point to that 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 bullet point. And um, what it does is it allows you now to have more energy and more enthusiasm. And it's going to make your presentation more interesting. So you, and by the way, you never, even if you do remain seated, even if it's, if it's awkward for you to stand up and you just really don't want to do it. The thing that you never, ever, 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 ever want to do is sit on one side of the, the, the boardroom table and then use your visual aid on the opposite side of the table. That's a huge mistake that only amateur presenters make, um, and and because that's it's going to make your presentation so boring, and it's going to put your audience to sleep. So avoid this at all costs. Um, stand up, use your visual aid to add the your verbal presentation. You're using that that visual aid to add to your virtual, ver, verbal presentation, not replace it. So just kind of keep that in mind. So hopefully these, these tips have been pretty effective for you. Uh, make sure and check out uh, our, our uh, blog post. If you go to fearlesspresentations.com, search for how to set up um, your room for a presentation in the search bar. You'll pull up the, the show notes with the diagrams and everything. Um, you can also replay the, the broadcast on, on our website. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify or any of the other podcasting platforms. Make sure and hit the subscribe button so that every time that we put out a new episode, you'll get access to it. And then in addition to that we have some great stuff coming out on our youtube channel youtube channel so go to um, youtube and search for fearless presentations subscribe to our youtube channel Um, we're, we're putting out fantastic videos every single week so we'll see you next week on the fearless presentations podcast subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week